Welcome back, everybody. This is episode five of Have a Little Insight. And shocker, I know, but you're here with me, Jenny, and the wonderful Mr. Ryan. Wow, that's that's a that's a very nice title. I appreciate that. Yeah, I like you. You get a nice title. <laughs> Never thought of myself as a mister. You know, it's very, very uh, important sounding. Oh, well, we're getting older. You must be dapper now. Anyway, maybe I will uh, use that to put into my new framework. So right. for, for reference, <laughs> if you're going to be tuning into this episode, we talked a lot about mindsets and perception and what you can do to try and change those things if they aren't working for you. Yeah, so tune in. We talk about changing your story, how who you spend your time with is really important, and provide a little bit of material that might be able to help you out with that along the way. And sneak peek right at the beginning, in the next couple days, we'll be releasing some extra stuff around this topic on the internet. So keep your eye out and yeah, listen in and hope you enjoyed the episode. And the brain farts were actually all a part of the episode. So that was all on purpose, just so everyone knows ahead of time. Yeah, absolutely. My brain didn't just stop working. We planned that for your entertainment purposes. Perfect. Enjoy. All right. Well, it's been uh, it's been a week. Yeah. And we talked a bit a little bit about our process with the pandemic last time, and I think a lot of <clears throat> what I've been thinking about more often is our mentality that we have toward things and how much that mentality actually has a significant impact on your life and on you on yourself. Oh, I like yeah. this. Yeah. I like this. I, I'm feeling excited so remember, about this. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember in school that we, so it was, I'm studying nutrition and one class was called the psychology of disease, which I thought was very interesting. And I know a lot of this stuff is very woo wooey, uh, like the chakras and <laughs> these spiritual practices but honestly I think there is something to be said for how we think and how we perceive our problems and the world around us and how that does have an impact on our actual health overall because if you think about how easy it is to think about something negatively right how much powerful how much power that actually holds right and then you tell somebody well, if you want to get better, all you have to do is consistently think like I'm happy and write it down and do gratitude or whatever all these practices are. But then you think, oh, well, that's, you know, it's not going to work. That's stupid, right? But think about how often you think neg negatively about yourself and it just stops you right in your tracks. So if that works, then the other one should work. Yeah, and we're conditioned to, I think we might have talked about this in a previous episode maybe, but we're conditioned in a way to kind of like focus on those things that don't go right. And it's a process of like reconditioning your brain. Like all of these things can happen in a day that are super fantastic. And that one really crappy thing is you'll come home and you'll complain to your partner or your, or your kids or your family or what, whoever you live with. Or like maybe if you live alone, you like vent about it on social media. I don't know, whatever your thing is. 
And it's like that one thing that went bad is the one thing that you talk about. So yeah. all of your energy, all of your focus goes to that one thing. And that's where things like law of attraction and all of that stuff comes in. And some people do think it's woo woo, as you said. Yeah. But a lot of my friends mm -hmm. really believe in that in like energy and connectedness in um, what you insist persists. And I mean, I listened to something a while ago too that we were, and we might've talked about this too in a previous episode, but they say like physically just smiling like the physical act of smiling can actually just change your mood. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think it's like, I'm going to be happy and you're happy. There's still steps you have to take and things you have to do, but what you focus on, where you put your energy, the work that you do, those are the things that are constantly going to come to fruition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the, the biggest thing for me was just, realizing that I can actually change my mind on things. It just takes time and consistent practice to do whatever it is that's going to help make that switch eventually. Right. And you just notice like people that are highly successful are doing really well in whatever it is, the field that they're working in that most, a lot of the time these people are not focused on the negative or complaining about what happened. They're, facing the challenges head on and doing what they can to get past them and looking at, every, at everything as an opportunity to learn something or get better or improve in some way, right? And you stay down and you keep yourself down by focusing on those things that went wrong or saying, I can't do it. Just even saying that, right? You, you've already told yourself that you can't do it. Yeah, how are <laughs> you going to do it? Starting off the worst spot, right? And, and I'm saying this because I'm one of those people that, that do that. Like, sure, there's some, there's some areas where I am better at being good to myself and taking things on. But then there's other areas where I noticed that I don't really do that. And I just sell myself short right away, right? And that's not going to get you anywhere. No, you can't accomplish things you never even start out to do. Or like, <clears throat> I feel like this is like... I'm saying like a lot today. Sorry, <laughs> listeners, but this is how it is. So like, okay, I'm, wor I'm working on that too. It's definitely something I've noticed and I'm trying to be more conscious of it. Yeah. Anybody want to say I'm here six million times and like join our group? So I feel like physical fitness is kind of like this too. People go mm -hmm. out and they like, you think I'm going to run 5k. Well, you can. It might take you 45 minutes to an hour, but if you, if you go out and you constantly tell yourself like, Hey, I didn't get there today. I'm just going to run again tomorrow and like create those realistic just mindsets for yourself instead of being like bad Jenny, you didn't do it. You suck at this. It's no good. Um, affirmations seem to work well for people a lot and it's part mm -hmm. of we're as you all probably know now, Ryan and I are also big supporters of the five minute journal shocker. Um, mm -hmm. But it's part of the five minute journal practice every day. It's not just gratitude. It's like you write an affirmation about yourself and it says in the beginning, even if it's not true, just by telling yourself it over and over and over, you can make it true. Like yeah. you believe it. Exactly. And the belief is a big component of it too, because if I watch an interview and 
that this guy's got all this enthusiasm and he's saying, this is the way that I see things. I may not believe that right away for myself, mm-hmm. but if I consistently start telling myself that and writing it down over and over again, then eventually it starts to become a belief. And if you believe in yourself, then everything else gets a little bit easier because really what you're saying to yourself should be one of the only thing that, that matters. Like let other opinions come in, but just assess them first before you take them on as your own to see if they have any truth or not for your situation. Right. And maybe somebody will give you something for advice and you can just take that and then use it to, to improve and get better. And it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot about changing your mindset and just realizing that you can actually do that. Okay. So now you've got my brain going. So I'm like, yeah, perfect. That's what I want. (laughs) Yeah. So I got to start writing stuff down so I don't forget. Mm -hmm. But what we're talking about reminds me of almost the way that people who have like serious phobia, holy, learn to talk, you co-host a podcast. People who have serious, (laughs) was that negative self-talk people or am I just making fun of myself? I don't know. You say, I know how to talk. I know how to talk. I'm just not doing it very well we right go. now. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of people who are dealing with phobias. For example, like people who are afraid to get in an elevator because they have severe claustrophobia. They're constantly, there's probably, I personally don't experience this. And if anybody who's listening does, please like enlighten me if I have it wrong. But that's how cognitive behavioral therapy works or like recovering from those mindsets is slowly changing your perception a bit at a time. So like you don't think you can do it and you constantly tell yourself that's what you're never going to get in the elevator. Or you say, today I'm going to walk up to the elevator and I'm going to stand there for 30 seconds. And then the next day you push the button and then the day after the doors open and then the next day you get in, you get out. And then eventually before you know it, maybe you're still having anxiety and stuff like that, but you're going up and down in the elevator and you're changing your thought process around it by doing it just a little bit at a time. The other thing too is that I think about when you say that is because you talked about opinions and like opinions about yourself and how that's the most important one. Mm -hmm. And I agree with you. And that's where I think the other component to that is, is who are you inviting into your life? And in which row are you letting them sit? So we've talked about this before, not on the podcast, but you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with is what they say. Most other, most gurus who talk or like professional development people say that you're about the average of the five people you spend the most of your time with. So who are you spending your time with? What kind of thoughts are they feeding you about yourself? How do they make you feel? How do you feel when you leave after spending time with them? Are you inflated or are you deflated? Are you inspired or do you just feel like crap about yourself? And then the other analogy for that, that I've heard before is like, who's in your front row? Who's in the front row of your life? And those are the people who hopefully are rooting for you, cheering you on, giving you honest, critical feedback, but not beating you down. And it's important to decide who's going to be close to you and who's not going to be close to you, because I think it seriously impacts how we think about ourselves as individuals. Yeah, it's the environmental component, right? Because 
for the research that I've been looking into, there's uh, Bruce Lipton who wrote the book Biology of Belief, which I haven't read all of it yet. I had to read some of it for school, but I watched an interview with him. And then I've been also looking a lot into Joe Dispenza's work, who has Ooh. done neuroscience, right? And everything that they say basically like the thing with the thing with all of this knowledge now is that there's weight to it there's actually research done to prove these things right is that it starts at a very early age that you almost get like a programming to see things a certain way or act a certain way and the only way that you can change those is by consciously deliberately making that change by saying a different affirmation repeating something to yourself over and over again until it becomes true for you makes it a belief. And part of your environment is the people you spend your, yourself, uh, the people that you spend time with and the types of things that they say to you, right? Because mm -hmm. one thing that I noticed is how quickly I can latch on to a phrase or something that people say. Like at work, everyone was making this kind of sarcastic joke about you know, what do you, how's it going today? Living the dream. And then I just Somebody started, else's dream. Somebody's I started, dream. I started saying that. I'm like, why am I saying this? <laughs> yeah, it's picking up other people's lingo is a, I think a very simple, but like prime example of that. Like everybody at work says no bueno. And all of a sudden, somebody says something to me, and I'm like, "And eh, no bueno. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. So, sorry. The, the part I wanted to continue with that on was that, yeah, it's uh, the people you're spending your time with. Mm -hmm. And where was, I, where was I going with that? Oh, yeah. So, it's not like anything is necessarily good or bad, right? It's not like, oh, ditch that person because they're an asshole. It's like, no, no, no. Just... You do what's best for you, what you want for your life, and everyone else can do that for themselves. So you, got, you get to choose what you want to put your time and effort into. And if you're around people that aren't necessarily making you feel good, that aren't supporting you or bringing you up, then maybe it's time to just create a little shift within, within that dynamic. And it's, it's not about creating any bad blood being like, I don't like you anymore, <laughs> but <laughs> just, you know, choosing to, to spend your time elsewhere, somewhere that's going to make you feel better. Yeah. It comes back to, sorry, my brain froze for a sec. That's why there was a long <laughs> pause, but oh no, my brain just did what yours did where I forgot what I was going to say. We're doing it live. <laughs> I know. Sorry, people. We do it live now. So you got to deal with our like little mental hiccups, but yeah, there doesn't, you said there doesn't have to be any bad, bad blood, mm -hmm. but, but I mean, maybe, maybe there will be maybe like sometimes you got to go through a little bit of a rough patch of a scenario to come out the other side, right? Like, uh, no pain, no gain. Yeah, that's what I was going to talk about. It's about not um, taking things personally. Was that what I was going to say? Oh, my God. You're telling them not to take it personally? You're like, hey, don't take it personally. Oh, but... no, that's not what I was going to say. Scratch, viewers, I'm so sorry, <laughs> listeners. I'm like, my brain is having a total, like, jetty meltdown right now. So just bear with me. But 
it's about, I got it now. So you're okay, okay. It, so good, but it's about taking care of yourself mm. first. And I think a lot of people associate that with selfishness, especially right. when you think about mental health and self care and, um, like the order of priorities that people have, like people, some people might think you're a narcissist because you invest so much in yourself and it doesn't mean that you are because if you're not taking care of yourself and you're not well, how are you ever able to supposed to healthily participate in anything with anybody else? You can't. Yeah. It's, there has to be, there has to be a fine balance, right? Because it's not just all about me all the time, but the more that I work on myself and feel better and a sense of well-being that leaves me more able to help and take care of other people right like if i got all my shit in order and i'm good to go and then somebody calls me and they need help then i can be there for them i can offer them my full attention all of my energy to do like help them they call me to help them move i can go and do that no problem it's not like they're in the way it's not like i'm like oh fuck that you know i gotta go do my my 30 minute meditation sorry i have it scheduled you know uh, but <laughs> this is me time and you're in the way. You're fucking up my whole life, guys. My plan's ruined. And that, but if, if it goes on the flip side too, right? Because there might be times where you or I need help and we need to reach out to somebody else and hopefully they can offer their full attention as well. Yeah. And sometimes you're not going to be in a prime position to offer that help. But if for the most part, you're taking care of yourself, usually there is a way to rally. But yeah. Or just be honest about it. Be like, Hey, yeah. I'm here. I'm here, but I got this thing going on. And, but you know, you can, you can count on me. <laughs> We're struggling a little bit right now, folks. But um, <laughs> the point is, I think the main thing I want to say on this topic, now that I got out the other thing so long ago, was, mm. um, <laughs> still not there. <laughs> no, it's there. Being, taking care of yourself doesn't mean you're selfish. If you're saying mm. no to somebody else, right? because you're literally at your capacity or like you don't have any more bandwidth for it. It doesn't mean that you're being selfish. It doesn't mean that you don't care. It doesn't mean that it's not important. It just might mean like, I just can't do this right now. It's not good for me. Like I personally right. notice in my life when I take on things that are outside my bandwidth or I practice, or if I have bad boundaries because I'll do the things for people but I'll either be not nice about it or I'll complain and make them feel bad. And it's like, why am I doing these things for people not being humble or good about it? It's because really I only have so much that I have room for as an individual. Mm. And if I'm at my capacity, I'm at my capacity and it's not serving anybody, including myself, if I'm going beyond that. So it's not selfish or mean or narcissistic to take care of yourself. Right. No, and I'm glad, you, I'm glad that you brought that up too, the, the saying no, because I think for me, that's definitely something that I have struggled with for a long time is just, I feel like I have to say yes, or else I am a bad friend or I'm being a bad person or something, right? But 
reality, like these people don't have an expectation for me to say yes. They're asking me, right? And I have to know where my limit is and say no sometimes to people and just be okay with that. And understand that on the other end, I'm not going to get shit <laughs> for saying no. <laughs> because, I, I, sorry. Yeah, no, because you don't want to burn yourself out either. Right? And that's part of taking care of yourself. Yeah, and there's a difference between taking care of yourself in situations that are day-to-day and regular and situations... Just Megan passing by if you hear any of that noise. <laughs> yeah, Megan made a cameo. Um, and a situation where it's an emergency for somebody. Like, if you yeah. say no to me because I'm like, yo, I just want to chill, like, hang out, have fun. I kind of need that with a friend right now. And you say, no, you can't do it. I'm not going to be upset. But if I call you and it's an emergency, those are different parameters. And usually in emergencies, I'll have more bandwidth to help people. Yeah, it's definitely situational because if I get like a, a not like an emergency call at 2 a.m., I like automatically my alarm system goes off. There must be something actually serious going on. This isn't like, hey, you know, if you have time, this is like shit's going down. So I need to I need to do this right away. Yeah, it's time to rally. The other thing about saying no that I wanted to touch on because you brought it up is um, fear of missing out or FOMO and why a lot of us say no because there's mm. too much weighing on both sides of the scenario. Like I've caught myself many times in my life where I'm like, I'm exhausted. I really just want to stay home. But my friends are like Snapchatting me or texting me or sending me a message in somewhere. My phone's ringing off the hook and they're like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh, it's so disappointing you're not coming. Or like you get that peer pressure and you think, oh, maybe I should go. Maybe this is going to be like the best night ever. Da, da, da. But you really don't want to. And it really comes down to the fact that it's like, am I really missing out on anything? Like what is this big astronomical life moment, this one time that's yeah. going to ruin my whole life? Like, unless my friends are going out to dig up $10 million that I didn't know about, like, I don't think it's life altering during that time, you know? Yeah. And I, and I mean, there, there's always another time coming, right? Like, you might miss this one, but you're going to be at the next one that somebody else missed. And you'll be like, you should have been there. It was crazy. But you got you to gotta do what's best for yourself. And you got to know what, what is best for you, right? Like, if you know you have to be somewhere earlier the next day, and, and you know yourself, well, I'll speak for myself. If I know I have somewhere early to be the next day, and then I'm like, oh, okay, I have to be up at like eight o'clock, right? Like I can go for like one drink, knowing full well, when I say that, that's not always the case. <laughs> There's always more. So just getting there is, spells trouble for me, right? So I'm better off not going because <laughs> then there's no trouble. <laughs> that's true. It's very easy once you show up in a situation to like, a, I find um, I'm a pretty medium balance between being introverted and extroverted. But if I get out and the energy's bumping, yeah. even if I said I'm going for one, like I'm all in. And it has happened many, many times to me where I'm like, hey, I'm going to go meet my friends. They've been pressuring me. Maybe I'll miss out. I'll go for one. When I was like younger, I haven't done this in a long time. And then all of a sudden you're walking home and the sun's coming up and you're like, what happened? I went for one. <laughs> how did I get here like that's not taking care of yourself I mean it's fun no. sometimes sometimes not but I think it reaches its limit right you can do that for a while and then it eventually I kind of hit a point where I said to myself yeah that was 
fun to an extent, but then it starts to get a little boring after because then it's the recovery after the fact that just becomes so much harder. And it just, you, you just think that that wasn't worth it at all. So it, the like crazy big nights are left to be uh, a little bit more fewer and farther between. <laughs> right. Like that's dependent for me on life stages and priority for sure. Like how much you have going mm -hmm. on in your life. But I kind of want to go back a little bit to knowing yourself and sure. um, how do you work on getting to know yourself better? Like, what do you feel like your process has been around getting to know a better version of Ryan or like, and I can talk about mine too, but yeah. I'm just curious the ways that you work to get to know yourself better for people who yeah. might be like, get to know myself. Well, what, what, what does that mean? Get to know myself. Like, I know I have anxiety and I know I like to do this and do that, but I can't really put the pieces together. Like, how do you start forming a vision of yourself that you're proud with and excited about and like can move forward with feeling empowered? I can, I think this is definitely important to touch on too, because if anyone's thinking, well, this all sounds great, but how do I do it? <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. um, honestly, it's going to be a slow process. And like anything, it takes time. So there's many different ways it can work, but I find that my best way has just been to look at alternative viewpoints, to listen to people that have a different perspective from mine, or to listen to an audiobook, uh, like self-help oriented, whether it's a very specific idea or it's like, here's five things you can do to change your mindset or whatever, right? And definitely meditation in, in any sense, just sitting with yourself and becoming aware of the internal dialogue, the thoughts that you have, and just separating yourself from them and saying, this is just a thought that I have. This is not a thought that I want to have. Like, I, I don't want to associate with that, right? But here's this new line of thinking that is probably going to be better for me. And if I focus on that, and even just like a little bit every day, write down a couple beliefs or values that you have or want to have and just keep repeating them to yourself, right? And having this understanding that we can become aware of ourselves and we can learn a lot from just sitting alone. And I think that was such a hard part for me was because I was so used to having constant distractions that just sitting with myself at first was difficult. But the longer I've done it, the more I've learned. And now, when I have a certain thought, instead of it being detrimental, I can just pinpoint what it is, label it as just like, okay, I'm having this anxious thought. Like one big thing for me is that I get caught up in thinking about these future events that, aren't, that haven't even happened yet, but I'm worrying about them already. Like what, what's the purpose? There, there's no point. And I don't have any control over how anybody else is going to inter interact with each other. So I'm not trying to do anything on purpose, but it just, I have to let it play out and see how it's going to go. Right. And why am I even bothering thinking about the worst case scenario already? Why? I don't want that to be the, the, the worst, you know, I, that's not what I want to happen. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And, and I think another big thing too is don't just keep it to yourself because the more that I think I have to deal with all of my anxiety and everything alone, the harder it's going to be. Whether you can reach out to people you know, friends or family, or you can reach out for some professional help, 
like getting therapy or whatnot, just having an ear, like someone else to talk to and bounce things off of, it just makes it easier later on down the road. Because if you constantly think like, well, they don't really love me or I'm not deserving or I'm not worth it. It's like, you're wrong because last week when I brought this up, they told me that they did love me and that I am worthy. So now I can kind of recondition that thinking by reminding myself that, that that's not true, right? Because a lot of the time it's something that happens very early on in your, uh, like when you're growing up, that it gets stuck as a thought process. And it's, it's the same wheel that turns every single time. New situation, same thought process. The, the key is to break that thought process. Mm. It's funny that you bring up talking about worst case scenarios and trying to figure out everything that's going to happen. That has been probably one of the most significant journeys of my last year is letting go mm. of trying to figure everything out because I'm pretty sure through the process that I've gone through, I used to believe that trying to figure things out created safety for me mm. and that whether I figured it out or not, if I explored every possible scenario, almost like in training for sports or whatever, that if I explored every scenario, I'd be equipped to handle whatever came my way. But the reality was in trying to explore all those scenarios, I was caught up on figuring out the right tactics or how to move forward. And instead of moving forward at all, I would just become paralyzed because there was too many options for me. There was too many infinite ways that everything could play out. And as a result, I would often end up either starting something and abandoning it or not starting at all. Because I was like, why would I do this? I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to play out. What if this happens or X happens or Z or T or Y? And I, I think my brain conditioned myself to think that if you're prepared for everything that can happen, you'll be okay. But yeah. the truth is, even if stuff gets bad, even if it's what's considered a negative scenario or outcome, I'm going to be okay. Yeah, it's not the end of the world. And I think that's where a lot of this plays into is that it's not really a physical death, but it's like a social death or something, right? It just you make it seem so much more of a monster than it needs to be, right? Mm -hmm. And it, it's, it's an imagined scenario. So the thing is, I, I heard somebody describe it as these negative fantasies, right, that we have for, for whatever reason. Because maybe, you know, um, like one example for me was this guy I was friends with for a while. There was a really, really bad fallout with him. So ever since then, I've always been worried about saying anything that I think might be somewhat controversial or upset somebody because I don't want to upset them. I don't want that same scenario to happen again. So I'm always trying to avoid it happening. But it's actually <laughs> worse to try and do all these little awkward things to make sure that that doesn't happen than it is to just let things play out. And you can never really be fully prepared for everything, but you can learn and adapt as you go, right? And it's better to just go with it with a good intention and then make up for it later if you have to, if things go wrong. Yeah. And I think it's important to note here that when you're practicing new things, especially for me, new social practices, like one of 
the things that I heard recently, and when I say recently, I mean like in the last couple of months that I liked a lot was I'm a big Brene Brown fan. Um, and she, it was on a podcast or in one of her books, I don't remember, but she mentioned in her relationship with her husband, there was a situation that happened and she was making up this whole story in her head and they were having this big fight and like, weren't talking to each other. <laughs> and she had come up with this whole thing about how like, he didn't love her anymore or maybe he thought she was ugly. I don't remember exactly the specifics, but she went to him and she was like, okay, here's the story that I'm telling myself in my head. And he came back with something like, I was just really tired and stressed and just trying to get through it. So like (laughs) the awareness that you don't know what's happening for other people and that we do create stories for ourselves, and practicing those new techniques with people you feel safe with Mm -hmm. to expand those things. Because I don't think it's, it wouldn't be cool for me to just go out into the world and start practicing my vulnerability with like people I meet on the street who are like, how are you? And I'd be like, actually the story I'm making up in my head right now is X, Y, Z, but it's good practice with the people who are close to me or that front row of people in my life to practice those things, to practice vulnerability and learn that I can gain strength from it and understanding and that sometimes what my brain is telling me or the story I'm making up is not actually what's going on. Yeah. It's, it definitely is. Sorry. And being able to reference that against somebody else that you trust and you feel safe with helps a lot. Yeah. Even just going to a a third party that's outside. Like if you have an issue going on with your significant other or with a family member, go talk to a friend about it and just say like, here's the scenario. This is what happened. And this is what I'm thinking, or this is how I feel about it. Right. And then you can kind of be talked down off the ledge a little bit and be, and just have somebody else tell you that maybe that's what you're thinking or what you're feeling is not really what's actually going on. Right. Because you have what's actually happening in front of you and then you have your perception of what's happening because of your own conditioning, right? Like I feel ignored or neglected because I tried to talk to you about something and then you just walked away. It's like, Oh, I just got this call and I was really distraught and I was not paying attention to what you were saying. Right. So it's just realizing that whatever your perception is, it may be true. It may be, but you have to figure out whether it's true or not before you go flying off the handle and reacting in a certain way, right? And suffering insecurity is perfectly normal, even in situations where we're constantly affirmed. If you're out there and you're vulnerable or like you're open with the people in your life, there's always a possibility that things could backfire on you. Yeah. I just, I I think all in all from what I've learned, from what I've been learning about myself a lot is that whatever my mentality is towards something or whatever my perception is, those become my truths, but they are not the only truth. And you have to be willing to look at and analyze what all of your stories are or whatever, what all of your perceptions are and kind of take stock of them and realize which ones actually are true, which ones are good that I can keep and which ones are not so good anymore, which ones are constantly causing problems for me and how can I work to get rid of those or to just quiet that voice a little bit more so that if it does come up, I can just call it out and move on because I don't think it ever will fully go away, but at least it can get quieter. 
And I'm glad you mentioned that about knowing your own truths. And some of them are true and some of them aren't. The same thing is with people in your life. People are going to tell you things about you. And it's important to take in critique and criticism and evaluate mm -hmm. that. But I think that evaluating stage is really important and part of getting to know yourself. If you take the time to know yourself and you know yourself well, when somebody throws something at you, like in an argument, let's say, or um, like as an example, I'm fighting with somebody and they're like, you're so selfish all the time. If I know myself well, I can sit back and I can check myself and I'll be like, am I selfish? Am I not selfish? Wait, Jenny, you know yourself really well. You know you're not a selfish person. This is yeah. not the truth because you know your truth. Yeah. Because I'm constantly evaluating it. But even just to reflect that off of somebody else, be like, you, you come home and you're like, yeah, so someone, someone at work said I was selfish. Like, I don't think I, am I selfish? You know, like just having that humility to really analyze yourself and critique yourself a little bit because yeah, somebody might just be pissed off about something and then they're taking it out on you by saying that, but it's not true. Or on the other hand, somebody might be trying to give you some really healthy criticism, but then your perception of it is that they're making fun of you or trying to make you make you uh, like the butt of the joke. Right. But that's not what's happening. They're just trying to give you a little something that you can utilize to mm -hmm. improve. Right. Yeah, it's interesting how our mind can work so much for us in certain situations and so much against us in other situations. And it's really dependent on history, um, like previous experiences with other people, how you talk to yourself, how you allow others to talk to you. Like, it's not just taking care of yourself and self-care. It's about also having good boundaries and saying like, whoa. I won't let you treat me like this. This isn't healthy. This isn't good. Like let's reevaluate or that, that whole thing. Who are you spending your time with? How are you letting people talk to you? Who do you want to be? These are all yeah. really important questions. Yeah. I think a good starting place is having, just having the knowledge to understand everything that we're talking about here. And we can leave some options in the show notes of, other uh, scientists or research that people can look at to maybe gain a little bit more of an understanding on just mentality and how you can work to shift that and just becoming more aware of your thoughts and your perceptions. And yeah, and then from there, like anything, you just got to break it down really small and you got to give yourself a break and know that things are going to take time. So just any little victory along the way counts. It's not like oh, I was doing really good. And then I fell off the wagon. I'm like, well, that's going to happen. There's going to be bumps along the road. There's going to be failures. That's okay. But you just keep persisting at it. And then eventually you'll have these moments along the way where things start to come together and it all starts to make sense. But you've been conditioned for so long to think a certain way. Like I've been conditioned to think a certain way for 28 years now, right? And mm -hmm. now it's like changing that programming takes time. So you just got to stick with it. <laughs> and you have to take risks. Like mm. some of my programming, like my mental programming really changed when I started sharing who I was more with people and realizing mm. a lot of the things that I care about or I think about about myself are really not a big deal to the people who are close to me or around me. And it's just something that a story that I've created that makes me feel insecure. Yeah. And you're definitely not alone. Like you may not 
it may not be necessarily everyone that's really close with you that experiences anxiety or things in the same way, but you're definitely not alone. Like anxiety and um, what's the chronic stress are just rampant nowadays. Yeah, right. It's crazy. So, yeah, just it's good to do the research and get a little enlightened about what you can do to uh, help change your mindset. If yeah. you need to. <laughs> and something we always say too, that I'll just reiterate one more time is do what works for you Yeah. and go your own process. Cause your process isn't going to be like anybody else's. And as I think we start to close this out, I have an interesting yes. closeout <laughs> question that I just thought about. So Ooh. when I know I'll answer too, because it's more fun that way, but I'll let you go first. So I'm curious what the first influential self-help book was that you remember reading and mm. what your most recent favorite was. Okay. So I, I'm just going to say right now publicly, I like this. We should always end off with some kind of big question so that people can engage. It just us. came to me. I was like, no, I like that. Yeah. yeah. Whether, whether it's a book or just any person influential, or whatever it is. That it could just be a podcast. It could have been and like, yeah, a quote that stuck out for you. But I'm curious in your journey to find the best Ryan or the Ryan that you want to be because best is kind of um, interpretive. But mm. working towards the person that you want to be, when what's the first thing you remember sparking your journey, whether that was a podcast or a book, your favorite, or like what that moment is was for you and then what your most recent like piece was that really sparked it for you book podcast article on the internet whatever it might be okay cool yeah i think we should just share our own over the next coming days okay and we'll, we'll uh, reflect a little bit and then we'll put it yeah, out there see what other people have to say too okay cool cool well all right We'll put yeah. it out there in a couple of days for you. Ryan and I are going to reflect on that. But if you have a moment in your journey where you first remember, yo, this is what sparked me really taking a look at myself. And this is what started to change my mindset or whether it's a journey in mental health or just being a better person. What was that moment that sparked it for you? Like that piece of content or external spark that got you going? And what was the most recent thing that happened? And yeah. hit us up because we're always looking for new content for ourselves too. And Ryan and I will put out ours in the next coming days. Yes, we will definitely follow up on that. <laughs> and okay. like, like a good old Fleetwood Mac song, you can go your own way. Ooh, that's a great song. Yeah. Yeah. And a great way to end. <laughs> Absolutely. So with that, thanks for joining us for episode five. Ryan and I are have a little insight. You can find us on Instagram at Hallie Podcast, H-A-L-I Podcast. We are also on Facebook at Have a Little Insight. And you can email us at have a little insight at gmail.com. And you can listen to our episodes on our website or on Spotify or on Apple Podcast or on Google Play. <laughs> Yes, we're on Apple, Google, and Spotify. And if we're not so on your many favorite options. channel, hit us up because we're happy to put it there for you so you can listen. Cool. Well, everyone have a good week, and we will be back with some more insights for all of y'all. 
Yeah, stay tuned in the next couple of days to find out what our influential moments are. And we'll talk to you next time. Have the best week. Peace out. Ciao.